Hi everyone, welcome back to the Daily Mail and today Heidi is back with me. Hi everyone. How have you been? I've been alright, been, it's been exam season so you know yeah. how it is. But yeah, you? I'm alright, I have no exams because I do coursework. So I'm so jealous. But your exams are over now which is alright. So yeah. summer... This is hot girl summer's on the way. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, okay, let's actually get into today's topic. And we're talking about the monarchy. So recent, so should the monarchy actually be abolished? Recently, King Charles had his coronation two Saturdays ago. And that caused a lot of... Obviously, it was bound to cause controversy, especially with anti-monarchy protesters getting arrested without a given reason. And yeah, just seeing Camilla as queen, I think that's weird to everyone. No, I, I definitely agree with that. I think this weekend was particularly the highlight of, and like it brought around the conversations about what the monarchy means to the UK. And I think it actually highlighted a lot more in people, especially during the cost of living crisis, that they're not as um, interested in the monarchy as they were before. Mm. There's a real, I thought there was a real apathetic feeling towards the monarchy this time round. Yeah, especially because obviously Queen Elizabeth, her coronation happened, what, like 70 years ago, 1950s. And it was a very different time then. It was about World War Two ended, I think. And they needed a leader, a strong leader. Obviously, we had Winston Churchill, but they need, I think her being a woman as well, it was kind of different. And she was young. Her dad just died. And, you know, being young and having to take on the throne but I think this time especially watching the I don't know about you but my mum made all of us watch the coronation on the tv and you can see like how ancient it looks as well and Mm. it kind of shows how out of touch monarchy the monarchy really is even if King Charles is trying to slim down the monarchy because you know not all of them need to get as much money but it's still the concept yeah, I think as well, it was very archaic watching the coronation. I didn't watch all of it. I watched like clips of TikTok. Yeah. I didn't watch it. But it was, it gave a very old fashioned feeling. I think also the amount of money that went towards the monarchy mm. when at the moment there's people who can't afford to put food on the table. Yeah. That was incredibly, that, that didn't sit well with me. And I don't think anyone at mm. all, to be honest. And I think that's what really highlighted to people that maybe this isn't the best way forward anymore. Exactly. And also like loads of like small businesses are shutting down as well due to the cost of living crisis. And mm. ca- even like look councils, there's this council, I think it's just outside West London. I forgot what it's called because I saw it last week. Um, they, they spent so much money. So, you know, like an outdoor cinema style, but to watch the Coronation concert, but no mm. one, hardly anyone turned up. So imagine how much money they spent on that just to, you know, no one even turned up yeah. to watch it. Yes, the coronation concert itself was packed, but mm. again, like you said, so much money has gone into it. Mm. And I do feel like, especially in this economic climate, it's a waste because mm. that money, I think, like maybe, I think it was like I read somewhere, it was 25 million that went into the con- coronation. And I feel like that money, I'm not sure on that, by the way, don't quote yeah, me. Yeah. But that money could have gone into the NHS that money could have gone into food banks that money could have gone into so many different areas of life that we might have actually been like it could have gone into improving the economy and improving the situation that we're in now instead of celebrating someone who wasn't even voted as as leader yeah exactly and especially he has like 
maybe because we're the younger generation, but he has more haters than likers. I think the older generation might like him. Um, mm. And also, people do say, as a positive <laughs> to the monarchy, oh, but they bring a lot of tourism in. Yeah, but you the castle will still be there without the monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> you get me like we still got like yeah. parliament we've got tower bridge like um so there's like thai students who came from thailand <laughs> to my uni for two weeks and yesterday we took them on like some like you know out and you know there's still so much to do in terms of tourism mm-hmm. so it kind of cancels out the fact that oh yeah the monarchy may bring a lot of money in for tourism but what else do they do and like they don't even they sign all the bills in parliament anyway yeah, that's what I was going to say as well. Like, they're having the monarch as head of the country when all he does, because he, he can't really say no to the bills. Exactly, because they're parliament. not allowed to vote either. Exactly. And also, because we have voted parliament in, they have more of a mandate to make the laws yeah. than the king does. So all he really can do is give the rural assent and then just send the law to be exactly, processed yeah. and actually become a law. And I think as well, with the thing that they bring in a lot of tourism, I understand that. And I understand what a big part of British culture like the monarchy was, but mm. I think was is the key word. Key word. Like it was a really big part of British culture and it was like it, the king or the queen would decide the laws and the whole regal process was very traditional and special. But now with times moving forward, you have to question the relevancy of it. In yeah, we shifted away from the monarch. Like I think monarchy in different countries may have like different like they have a different play in it so in Saudi Arabia the kingdom of Saud is still very relevant to them or mm-hmm. even um Thailand as well but because I learned this recently but if they're, they're not allowed to talk negative of their royal family or they get thrown in prison really but, yeah so wow. I think in a position we're in like to co- just to compare to other cultures I think we've kind of privileged we are privileged to have our own opinions on anything, as long as it's not hate speech, of course. But um, yeah, the monarchy is. What are we gonna do with King and Queen Camilla? And I think it's very controversial having you know, from side chick to queen. You know that mm. whole uh, like that yeah. whole visual. Yeah, I think it, especially because of the reputation that Camilla has. Yeah. Um, as like when Diana died as well obviously Diana was the people's princess yeah exactly so having Camilla now come and be queen with Charles when everyone like to be honest for me I really didn't think Charles was going to go onto the throne I really thought he was going to pass it down to William like straight away yeah because I feel like like it's getting to a stage now where like he's gonna be king for what 10 15 years max yeah and then he's gonna die and then the money's gonna change again they got yeah it's the money's gonna go again it's very um chaotic exactly what a big shift it is to have a monarch like change and i think i really thought he was gonna pass it down to william so i never thought i was gonna see him as king and camilla as queen but now Mm. that it has happened it just i don't know it just it doesn't feel real yeah, it doesn't feel real. I still it's feel historic. like Queen Elizabeth is in the background somewhere, like, yeah. giving the orders. And I feel like, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, like, Charles just got, became king, and he's quite old, and then William and his son George will obviously see the monarch if it lasts that long. Oh, I remember what, what I was actually going to say now. So, you know, the French had the monarchy, but their people in the 1800s, they, through the French Revolution, and they all did what they had to do. 
I don't know if you saw, but when they literally recently, when the retirement age went up by two years, they went cr- crazy. The French protesters, mm-hmm. but I think people in the UK, yeah, we see protests on the strikes and things, but this, I think their protests aren't big enough to actually sway yeah, the government. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I really think it's because it's because here we don't have a workers' culture like they do in France. Yeah, in France, the whole French Revolution was because the workers were being downplayed here we didn't have that big revolution and transition into like into workers rights we just had like diplomatic um and like negotiations and stuff like, yeah we had the rise of the labor party and the social democrats but we didn't actually have a revolution with like violence or anything like that like the french did like the most we had was suffragettes and one of yeah them i was gonna say to boards, get the like, women's voters but I feel like that's the most we've had. And that was really focused on, like, women's rights more than the rights of the worker in general. Yeah. And also, I think before that, and the only, like, wars, like, to f- overthrow someone is probably, like, you know, like, Tudor times or something. You studied A-level history, so you should mm-hmm. know, like, some of this. Like, <laughs> you know, like, the monarchy, they're kind of, um, you know, fight going to war just to have my family name or their family name. Mm-hmm. But yeah. now it's just, like... They don't hold the only relevancy they probably hold right now is history, bringing mm. tourists in, and honestly nothing else because it still kind of it still shows that the UK UK's colonialism imperialism as well. Exactly, I feel like that's very important, and I've been seeing in the news recently that um the Commonwealth countries that used to be part of the um the. British colonies they're now starting to ask for their stuff back like I think India is asking for the diamond that's on yeah exactly and I think that the monarchy really is a symbolism it's kind of like we're stuck in the past of the monarchy it's really a symbol of colonialism and of the power that Britain once had and I think that's why people in Britain love the monarchy so much because it's it's a symbol of like what we were once but it wasn't a good thing what we were yeah exactly and I feel like it like, you know your your Garys and your Harrys and yeah, your Phils yeah, yeah. from down the road. Like it's those people that are really into the monarchy and stuff like that because for that reason it reminds them that Britain was once great. It shows but... British culture. Yeah, exactly. It's a part of British culture in a way that we're superior to everyone else. Yeah, and the Commonwealth as well is the Commonwealth groups is still a symbol of imperialism because Barbados yeah. obviously got rid of the Queen at, when she was alive as head of state and Jamaica um, I'm not sure if it's going to happen but I know the Prime Minister said like, they want to start the process of removing the King as head of state so slowly, slowly, slowly the countries that may not need us their support anymore but I know mm. like other countries are not looking to do that because they still need that like connection mm. with the Britain Yeah, I feel like instead of they a lot of countries feel as though if they cut off the head of state and of uh, the king as the head of state that they're going to lose all the benefits that come with being part like of the aid support yeah but back, i really up. think if they they could try the political route instead and try negotiating with parliament and government mm-hmm. and to be fair i don't know how this government would react because i'm not the biggest fan of this government yeah. I, I think that they could react in a way that's like oh well you didn't want our help when you cut off the king from head of state. I really mm. think they could do that. Yeah. But which is maybe why 
these some of these countries are waiting until there's a more tolerant government that's in power. Yeah, I was gonna say like there's gonna be an election next year anyway. Like next yeah. twenty twenty January twenty twenty five is literally the max. So there will hundred percent be an election next year. I'm not even yeah, like where we will be voting, not them not choosing like someone yeah. as like PM, like we as people and mm. um you know, our first voting in an actual general election as well. Mm. Where we will and- be able to make decisions. It'll be very interesting to see what the British public come up with, I think, for that election. Especially, there has not been a general election since, like, Boris Johnson, I swear. No, there hasn't. And it's been that long, and it feels like it's been ages. Because, because we've, we've had... We've gone through a pandemic. We've gone through the cost of living crisis. Yeah, exactly. One sitting, all in we one We went term. through, like, three prime ministers. In, Boris, in one term. Liz, Rishi. And, like, this trust, like, she claims... How much money does she claim a year now as XPM? 115,000, something like that. 115,000. She was only in power for, like, a month and a half. I know. That's probably why she did it in the first place. Do you know what? She kind of ate, though. And, and like, have you seen the memes, Um, obviously, when she met Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth, and... Oh, yeah! Queen Elizabeth died. You know what? Like, the next forgotten memories. Oh and everyone's saying like, "Oh my God, Liz killed her. Liz killed Liz. Liz killed all those memes." <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, honestly, that feels I think... so long ago. What the hell? It was literally the end of last year, maybe first semester of uni. Yeah, I think. Oh, wow. Nah, you know what? Time is going so quick. Like, it I don't is. know about you, but I thought Queen Elizabeth was like internal. Like I... when she, when, when she, she died, died, it did not feel real. Exactly when she died, I was like, "Ah, oh, like surely." Like, there were, like, rumours that she'd been taken up to, I think it was to Scotland, to Balmore. No, she wasn't. That's why she died. Yeah, and then I was thinking, oh, there's no way she's going to die. Like, you you forget, you forget the age of, like, and, like, how long they've been there for, because they've always been there. Royal fan, but, like, if you deep it as well, the average age to die is, what, like, 80-ish, I guess. But the royal family live on so so long. They live on. Even, like, Philip, when he passed, he was, like, 99, like, I feel like this goes to show that if you have enough money, you, you really can, can do possible. anything. Yeah, exactly. Because they got the best, best, best doctors as well, the best medicines. Because imagine, um, we best have to diet. imagine that the UK, the average age, like life expectancy is like, you have to remember there's going to be people that are going to die at 60 because yeah. they can't afford healthcare and they can't afford food. But there's also going to be people that are dying at like 110 because they They're have the so much money that they don't know what to do with it and they're able to afford the best healthcare and the best food and they can make any changes they want to their life you're less likely to make changes to your life that will exceed the life expectancy if you don't have money to do it because you're not at the liberty to do so exactly it just shows rich privilege if that's even the word like i think at the same time because the royal family people sometimes some people automatically when you think of royal okay let me ask you a question when you think of royal family what do you think of money um riches like I, the only thing that really comes to my mind is literally money is it basically yeah. i thought he's gonna say something else because when i think of royal family i don't think of billionaire i think really? of history yeah i think I, I mean i think of history as well obviously i, yeah. I love learning about like past monarchs and mm. stuff but like for me it's always been an, like because i've looked into past monarchs as well it's yeah. always been about money 
like the yeah. whole thing that's centered around the monarchy, the, the king money. being on the coins, the king being on the bills, the king, like yeah, they, they actually that make... makes sense now. Maybe I'll... yeah, because you know, like being billionaires like Jeff Bezos or yeah. um, Elon Musk, I think them lot they get more. And also because they're more global figures, if that kind of makes mm. sense. I know the royal family is global figures because when Queen Elizabeth died, it was all around the world. But at the same time, I feel like Americans, for example, or don't really care as much to get them removed because they're not British. No, course, they're not yeah. in Britain. So that's why I was thinking only people in this country are like, ah, let's not get rid of them. Ah, let's not get rid of them. Also, I did a poll on my the blog um, on Instagram saying... Should the UK be abolished? And bearing in mind the demographic of my followers are like what six fourteen to like twenty five, and only like ten percent voted they shouldn't be abolished. So I think in our generation is very, yeah. a lot of us want them gone. I think for sure because if we're thinking about our generation, what have they done for our generation? Exactly, they just ruined actually, our lives. What have they done for the generation above us as well? Because they Nothing. haven't they, done they killed Diana. That's what they did. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Yeah. No, it, it, there's there's the conspiracy theories yeah. as well that she she died because she was going to marry the rich Arab man, right? And also, um, because she was pregnant, and they couldn't have oh, like yeah. they couldn't have the future king have an illegitimate illegitimate brother. Yeah. I, I think it was, you have to think about, like, for us as a generation as well, they have actually not done anything for us yeah, at all. Like, like physically. We have, not seen, we have not seen any sort of support for the younger generation. We have yeah. not seen, I suppose for the older generation, you could argue, the Christmas speech that they do every single year. They thank the workers and they thank everyone. But they realistically, they haven't done anything for anyone. But it's giving, like, it's like, you know, when the government, during COVID, so let's all clap for the NHS every Thursdays. It's basically exactly. like that, exactly. and like yeah, we're clapping clap for the NHS, but we're not gonna like raise their pay. Exactly, and it's like doctors, and I'm kind of going off a bit, but I think it's all relevant. Like yeah, yeah like senior doctor, he posted on his social media about uh, working for six years as a doctor, and he still gets paid less than like a prep coffee barista. Yeah, because prep people get paid loads, man. Like and obviously. They need this to survive is, in that. But doctors yeah. should be paid, what, £30 plus or something? No, exactly. And this is why you can see that our taxes are not being put in the correct places. Yeah. Because if our tax was actually going towards the NHS and towards the economy and public transport, instead of going towards the monarchy, then maybe we would see a change where nurses and doctors are allowed to are mm. able to have that pay rise. And I don't it, I don't think that it's the government is not able to give it to them. I think the government doesn't want to give it to them. Yeah. Because if they give them more money, then they can't prove that public services don't work. Because that's the point of the conservatives. They want to privatize everything because it will work better better. So why would you then invest the correct money when you can make you can villainize it and then make it look worse than it is? Yeah, I I'm, like I get what you're saying as well, and I feel like the government, you know, when they get the taxpayers' money, like you know, after the um, tax year in April, yeah, then it's like, do they give the money to the royal family, or does that? Because I'm a bit, I'm actually just thinking about it now. Like, mm-hmm. how does the royal family actually get direct access to the money? Like in this day and age, not because I know ages ago they actually had direct access to parliament. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just thinking now. Like, that means the government must have given the money to them. I think so. Like, I, it's the only way that I can think of 
that being done I feel like like when they count all the taxes and they're deciding yeah. like everything in the they're budget like, whoops 70 percent like, to the royal family whoopsies whoops oh my finger slipped yeah but like it's not a finger slip because it happens every single year exactly our taxes do go towards the royal family and I mean, tax, tax goes up like even yeah. council tax for example i know it's local and it goes just to your council but yeah. like if that's going up and also don't forget the tax that goes to your government gets taken off automatically anyway if you're when you're earning yeah. a, um, certain thresholds like it just gets taken straight away from the tax department and yeah. then obviously we have not us but like people who earn has to take pay so much taxes and you know what mm. it is People who are over, like who earns more than a million, they're not as affected as people who no, may. People yeah. who earn fifty, sixty k. I think that's still a lot of money from like from my perspective. But yeah. I think people, other people, that like, when they're hating on like people who don't want to pay tax, for example, they're focusing on the wrong people. Mm. I keep saying people, but I hope you understand what I'm saying. Like, no, no, I get what you mean. Yeah. Like, don't worry about people who's earning like hundred k worry about people is earning filthy rich money yeah like it worry is. about the fucking googles and the amazons who exactly are earning like 50 million a year or like even more than that and they're still refusing to pay tax and they're still trying to tax evade because they still want more money even though yeah. the tax that they pay wouldn't even cause a dent in their and it's like actually. they have so much money that is actually impossible to spend it all what what can you actually spend all that money on? And you you know that they they spend the money and then they're just gonna put everything in like a vault somewhere in a bag. Yeah. And it's not, never gonna be touched. And it's like you're gonna die and then what? Maybe you pass it to your kids. Maybe put do charity. Why don't you do some good right now? Oh, someone mentioned something very interesting about the royal family that like when a monarch dies and they pass all their riches down to like their child, then or like whoever's next, they don't get paid. They don't have to pay. Any- inheritance tax for that yeah because they're the one who puts it in place also like yeah exactly um, and what was i even gonna say like if the king was to murder someone in his like castle like the police can't search him either yeah yeah and he doesn't need a driving license because he issues it to us or he doesn't need a passport because it's because why are you issuing a passport to yourself yeah oh my god do you think our passport colour would change if the abolish if the monarchy was abolished? Or do you think it would still stay blue? No, I reckon it would still stay blue. Honestly feel like when we left the EU, I don't I didn't really see the relevancy of changing the colour. Yeah. I know it's... each colour symbolizes like how much power, but at the same time it's just like I think as well, like the blue kind of fits in with like the theme Britain. of the UK in, di- in general. Yeah. Like the flag is blue. But so did red. Yeah, I, I agree. I really like the red. Maroon red, looked, yeah. But in my opinion, I felt like that looked better and more regal than the blue. So I don't yeah. know like, why they changed nah, it. Nah, we'll show our grandkids. I don't know about you, but I've got my old passport still. Like, yeah, you know, I when they see. cut the like corner, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll show it to my future um and like my grandkids. Yeah. Like, you never know actually. though. We might end up. Well, I'm not going to say that we will, but we might yeah. end up going back into the EU and the passport changing again. Oh, my God. You know how much? That's another thing with money, man. All this money is going so in the chaotic. wrong places. 
exactly like the the whole the whole like brexit campaign so much money went into that for us yeah. to leave and now be in a cost of living crisis because of what because of now they're exactly seen. what we said was going to happen when we leave the eu exactly and like shall i tell you something with the eu though like the campaigns turn it turned into something else in terms of why are we leaving the eu turned into more of a racism immigration um of course vote. it did because that's what always happens in the uk yeah. everything is centered around racism or mm. immigration even the monarchy you could trace that back to racism because exactly of you can leaving the eu we left because of the migrant crisis that's when it all started up yeah and they were like oh we don't want um any migrants to come into our and country. it's so silly because um you know you know how the uk was built on col- colonialism the russia's empire slavery um and all that Good. and yeah. like you know we all come into this country because you know we have the country links since the British Empire had the links with India, with the Caribbean, yeah. with places in Africa. We all come here, and then the white, like white racist people, are like get them out of our country. But at the same time, it's like this is your history. We are your yeah. history. I did a talk on this in the conference last week. Uh, I went. I was talking at a conference about colonial legacies, and I'm just saying, like, without these countries, without the British Empire, Britain would be so different. A hundred percent. Like we would not have half of the, the, even half of the economy that we've got now. Exactly. And secondly, we wouldn't have like the multiculturalism that we have that's present in the UK right Mm. now, which I think is a really good thing. Like if you come to, I think it's really like good to come to London, especially because London is probably one of the most diverse diverse in the UK. And you see so many different cultures. But then when you go back to like when we go back to Essex, we're seeing like only like white men yeah. so i think it's it's very i think people don't take into consideration how different our country would be if there wasn't if we didn't have that colonial past and it was not a positive at all for the countries that were invaded but right now we would not be in the position that we were in exactly. without colonialism i think without colonialism the Brit- uk wouldn't be a permanent member in the un security council or 100%. They wouldn't have as much influence as they do now. And, like, I think that's another thing. They thought they could survive without the EU. I do believe the UK can survive without the EU, even though I am a Remainer. That's, I think that's another reason why they, you know, they did the referendum in the first place. Because yeah. it's not like, um, no, like, Eastern European country, for example, if they left the EU, I feel like they would struggle big time. 100%. But Although, because the UK um... had the economies. I'm not sure about that, though, because I feel like there are Eastern European countries that aren't in the EU, but they're still not doing badly. Like, for example, Albania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're not doing terribly, but also it would help if we were in the EU. But they're not like, it's not like they can't survive by themselves. Exactly. You know? um, it's just, I think the economy would just grow slow up. It's still growing. Yeah, 100%. But it's just at a slower rate than maybe Germany would, because Germany's economy is quite, it's not yeah. top, top like China or America. But... It's- quite good for europe like it's the yeah. best one in europe really and like you know just because i mentioned china and i just want to get this thought off my head even though it's not relevant at all like <laughs> they brand themselves as communists but they're the biggest capitalist country i've ever seen in my life <laughs> i'm glad you brought this conversation up because i was waiting for someone to talk about it like you yeah. can't say you're communist but have no communist tendencies in the economy at all exactly you're just communist because you want the power with the people socially you're communist 100%. but um in terms of market in terms of selling in terms of trading you're capitalist plus how are you gonna be a communist when you still got a leader 
Like, there's no leaders in communism. Yeah. To be fair, though, you need to have that transition phase. But the transition phase has been going on. Their transition phase is a bit too long. It's, a, it's, it's been, like, 50 years now, transition. Yeah. Since Mao. Since Mao. And you're still in transition phase. That's, I don't even think the Chinese has a, mo- a monarchy. I don't think they do. No, either. they don't. They don't. If we're, if we're saying they're socially communist as well, I feel like it would make sense for them not to have one. Because... Yeah. But no, also, they don't have it. Like, they... I feel like, as well, with that, like, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Never mind. Let's move on. Okay. Um, so, let's just get back to what this is actually monarchy. about, the monarchy. Um, <laughs> do you think... So, what are the only pros? We probably already discussed this, but let's, like, talk about it again. The pros of the monarchy, except for tourism, what else could we say about why do people want to keep them? I honestly do think that the history and the tradition mm. of the monarchy it, it appeals people. For me personally, the history does appeal to me because learning from like William the Conqueror and seeing how the monarchy has developed through literally yeah. a thousand years of history. From 1066. Exactly, from 1066 to 2023, like almost a thousand years of history. Yeah. I think it's very important and it kind of explains why Parliament is the way it is as well. It mm. really plays into politics because the monarch used to be the politics. And the economics of a country, of of our country. So I really feel like that part of the monarchy is very helpful because you can actually see how we've developed as a society as well. Mm. And maybe how some of the laws have come into play, how they've been removed and how it's changed. So I think for us, social social anthropology is very important. Do you think that there was a chance of the British monarchy to be abolished before today? I don't know. I really think that it's really been like it was only up until maybe like when Parliament started like becoming a thing because well Parliament's always been a thing with the monarchy, no, but, but I it think hasn't it as big of a the role. current the current parties that exist today they've been only existing since what nineteen hundreds. Yeah. 20th Although century the conservatives have been around since i think the 1700s like mm. when parliaments first started the conservatives were the first people that actually yeah. like the parliament and started campaigning and stuff mm. like that but parliament has always been a thing it's just that it has not had the power that it had like basically the king was kind of like the prime minister and then his yeah. council were like the peer the, the mps and stuff like that but then there were like barons and stuff like that that were also part of parliament but it wasn't like the constituency like model yeah. that we have now and that has developed but i i don't think there's ever a point in uk history that the monarchy yeah. would have been abolished it's been too ingrained into our society for it to yeah. be so when when the monarch's face is on every coin every bill every everywhere every, like london it's is everywhere. the most influential city in the uk because of its economics but also because the royal family always resided in london yeah like, i feel like that, that's just, that's where the main like place was i know they have houses everywhere else but london was the that's their key was, place like tower tower hill and like tower bridge yeah. all of that has been around for so long yeah the tower of london has been around since like well the earliest that i can remember learning about it was when the war of the roses were going on which was in the 1400s yeah so imagine since then and that was like the main prison for like where the king would keep his enemies or the yeah king would keep his enemies so i think I don't, in my opinion there was never a point in uk history that the monarchy would have been abolished apart maybe from now yeah and you know i just remember something now if the monarchy so we learn about monarchy in school but don't you think but 
from let's say we learned about monarchy since like primary school to be honest and yeah. up to whatever so i stopped in year eight because i didn't pick gcse history so mm-hmm. do you think the monarchy uh, in education the monarchy sh- the way it's spoken about do you think it shouldn't it should also they should sorry do you think the teacher should also teach them about the negative sides of the monarchy I do think so, because I think giving only a positive view of the monarchy is very biased. Yeah. I mean, we, we see that it's not like, I feel like it's very much like politics. Like when we learned politics at A-level, we were got taught the good side of the government and the yeah. bad side of the government. Yeah. We got taught the good side and the bad side of everything. And I feel like the same should be done with the monarchy. With the you're history. Not really, you're not really steering children away from the monarchy, but you're giving them an unbiased view where they can make their own opinion on it. Exactly, yeah. And I think that's more beneficial than telling them that the monarchy is good and it's only good. Yeah. And also, I think we can link this to decolonizing the curriculum as well. Just exactly. to, like, give students a view, a neutral view on, yes, we the monarchy is good, but there's still negatives. And British Empire as well, 100%. Like, instead yes. of talking about, yeah, we spoke a lot about slavery, but not into detail. And no. we only learned about good things. And also, when I learned about Christopher Columbus, no one told me he was, like, you know, a really bad person stealing Native Americans like that. I got mm-hmm. told in year four, oh, he uh, actually founded land. But no, he stole it from others. The narratives as well, oh, my God. Yeah, and the language is actually very important, like, yeah. the way that it's taught to us. Because to say Christopher Columbus discovered land, no, yeah. the land was already there. Yeah, it was still existing. And took it from the natives. Yeah, exactly oh long day man but <laughs> but i think that's like in terms of like the, the monarchy i think that's some um, like thing so monarchy's here and then mm. there's like so obviously children has to learn about why do we have a king why do we have the queen in the uk yeah. and i think we need to explain in the most neutral way possible yeah like you have to explain the benefits the monarchy brings to us and also the costs because the costs yeah in my opinion, do outweigh the benefits. It does. Some people might not agree, and so that's fine. But yeah. at least you have both those views that you can make. Then your you can then make your own opinion. Exactly. Like personally, I'm not gonna hate you because you want to keep the monarchy. Like yeah. it's never personally for me. It's never that deep in terms mm. of if I would love to see the monarchy go in my lifetime. But at the same time, it's just like if I'm not gonna see, it, I'm not gonna see it because they are very yeah. established. But I still think the protesters who were protesting on the coronation day, yeah. I don't think they should have got arrested, honestly. They weren't even 100%. given a right to... They were just expressing their human rights in this country, I really uh, freedom think, of speech. I really do think, going back to what you said, how we're privileged that we're able to speak out against the monarchy, speak out against the government. Yeah. We've seen that waning recently. I mean, we've seen, we saw it waning during COVID when... Patel brought in the two-person protest rule. We've seen it waning again when people have started protesting and there's been arrests based on there wasn't any violence or anything, literally just based on the fact that they were causing disruption. But that's the point of the protest. We've seen with the strikes, the government is less willing to discuss with the people who are striking. And we're seeing now with the coronation protests that it you we're have becoming to wonder, more and more authoritarian. Exactly. You have to wonder in this country yeah all the same as it as it once was i think like some people don't really clock it i think because we study politics so it's kind of different yeah and we have a passion for it but that's why some people don't clock that the country's okay changing because i can feel it in my bones like yeah. watching the news like that's why i really want a general election because you know in the local elections now the labor is the biggest local government yeah 100 percent. and so imagine the, the general election the the only thing is that 
between now and the general election, it could be a year and a half. Exactly. Because they yeah. could they could call it literally in December of tw- 2024. They're not they going to remove the it. fixed parliament. Yeah. Act, right. So they don't do it in May, the second yeah. Thursday of May anymore. So I really feel like, and they're not going to call it until the last possible moment if they can. Mm. So I really, in that, in that time, so much can change. We've yeah. seen how much it changed from literally last year. We went from Boris Johnson to Liz yeah. Truss to Rishi Sunak. This year, it could be the exact same thing, mm. or they could, they could try and fix something. Or and that's why they're trying to start this rhetoric about stop the votes and yeah. stop immigrants because they realise they're losing the. They're gonna get the their votes back. They're losing the t- the the far right, and they're trying to bring them back. Also, I feel like we've not had a general election since the COVID pandemic and a lot of people seem to have forgotten about COVID pandemic. Exactly. Yeah. People have forgotten about party gate. They've forgotten about what Boris yeah. Johnson did during the pandemic. And that's why I'm scared that we might end up in the same position, position. that we, we're in. Because all, all the Conservatives have to do is change their leader and then people will have a completely different opinion. Yeah. And all the leader has to do is to be able to manipulate the public well. If they mm. can do that, then I fully believe the Conservatives could be back in power for the next five years. Yeah, but at the same time, I think people remember, know that they've been in power since 2010 and That's 14 true. to 15 years is a drag if you actually think about it. I would just like 10 years maybe for yeah. like a local uh, for a party, the same party to be in government. Yeah. And I believe that I think Rishi Sunak has done better job than the previous prime ministers in the Conservative Party. Yeah. Not saying he's my favourite, but I am saying that he's held it well together. He has, yeah. he knows how, he knows how to use social media well, which is, that is a big thing because social media is quite recent in the past yeah. 10 15 years and to see um because i literally i obviously i'm not right wing but i still follow people just to keep up and you yeah. can see how he utilizes the media and that's a good skill to have that's why i think richard sunak would have never been pm if he was voted in but only because i think because of his race his religion yeah, i agree and, and also he's really really rich like yeah, I don't think people actually realise how rich he's he is. He's one of the richest men in the UK. Exactly, and his wife is really rich as well. From, yeah. Comes from a rich family. Um, I think that's why, but because he was voted in by his members, that's why I don't think they will tell him to go. I think he will mm. be running for the next general election against Keir Starmer. Oh. Yeah. But yeah. I also feel like if Labour wants a real chance, they should change their leader this is a person i agree i really think Keir Starmer is not he's not left enough he's more exactly. like this, and also i feel embarrassed sometimes because i am a labor member but honestly sometimes it's just embarrassing especially when Keir Starmer's your leader and it's just like <laughs> i like my local labor party but in terms of like yeah. you know basildon like yeah, this yeah. is fine but in terms of like in like the government i'm not like rooting for them i, I, I really will vote think- but and if you look at the public um like opinion on Keir Starmer, it's not great. It's not great so, at all. I don't know I, how he's gonna win. I honestly feel like people look at the leaders rather than the actual party. Because if they looked at the party, then we'd be getting similar results every single time mm-hmm. about like uh, people voting and like we'd have similar results. Like the conservatives would get a similar result to the, what they yeah. Labour would get similar results to what they do usually. But you can see in some general elections there's disparities because the leaders are simply like either not good enough or very charismatic yeah and managed to win the the public exactly that's how boris johnson won exactly that's how boris johnson won that's how tony blair won yeah you can see that 
the leader does make a big impact. Exactly, because changes. you brought up Tony Blair, and when he was doing it against John Major, you could tell the differences in the campaigns. Yeah, 100%. Because John, um, John Major looked like he didn't want to be there, and <laughs> Tony Blair was like, nah, you know, come and meet my family, you know, playing the family card. Yeah, but honestly, and especially with Keir Starmer getting rid of Jeremy Corbyn and not bringing him back, that ruins yeah. his. That has 100%. a really big impact on Keir Starmer's image. He has just lost the entirety of maybe like the left, the left, the left of the Labour Party. Yeah, yeah, you've lost that in- entire audience now because yeah. they've supported Jeremy Corbyn, and you've completely ruled them out of voting for you. Exactly. So it wasn't a really good uh, politic, like political move in my yeah. opinion. I think all we can do now is just watch. watch. I mean, now people our age are beca- becoming counsellors now, like CC. When she that. became, I was so her. happy. And yeah, like, just seeing, and there's this guy at my uni, he's second year, and he became counsellor in Hertfordshire as well, Labour wow. counsellor. So, you know, just seeing younger people now, I know it's local, but this is their next step of becoming an MP. This is exactly. where it starts, exactly. You know what? It makes me really happy because now I'm seeing more younger people because I've been into politics since I was 11 years old. And just yeah. and obviously some people are like, oh, you're weird. Why do you have passion for it? You know, all this type of comment. But now, I've, maybe it's because I'm surrounded by the right people now. But yeah. even on social media, I see more people are, you know, want to know what's going on. They do ask. Yeah. I see tweets asking like, basic questions because people want to ed- get educated that's yeah. what that's a good thing i think people are starting to realize now what a big impact on our life yeah has. it literally controls everything money exactly. it controls work it controls like social like yeah. literally everything you could think of is controlled by politics so i think people are starting to realize that now and are realizing that if we actually take a stand for what we believe in then we might actually get somewhere instead of exactly. not voting because we think our vote's not going to matter. Like, yeah. People are starting to realise that we can actually make a change here. And yeah, and that's why the monarchy should go because we don't choose them to be mm. our... Um, we don't choose them. They're just sitting there looking pretty. You know what I yeah. mean? You don't You don't vote for them. They have no mandate. They have... Exactly. Yeah. So just one final question to end this. Um, do you think that monarchy should be abolished? I do think the monarchy should be abolished, in my opinion. I think that the fact that they take our tax and that that money could be going to literally any other public sector and be improving people's lives, it's very out of touch. It's very archaic. I think it's run its course, and I think... It's time to go. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I think the monarchy should be abolished. There's so many reasons which we basically spoke about today. And I know we spoke, uh, I think we drifted off from monarchy, but everything's relevant in when it comes to UK politics, because that's, that's why the monarchy was there to begin with. They were the start of British politics. But now exactly. since we've seen the drift, especially if hereditary peers don't really exist anymore in the House of Lords. So you can see how people don't want them. Mm. But again, maybe we're going to have to wait. Maybe we'll never see it. But the haters will grow on <laughs> if there's if there's no haters of the monarchies because we're dead <laughs> literally <laughs> anyways thank you guys for um listening to this episode of the daily mail stay tuned for the next episode thanks heidi for being my guest today thank you for having me of course bye